With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like this and it'll be fine. <laughs> What's the, the thing from Plankton and Spongebob? <laughs> Do people talk loud when they want to seem smart? Correct! <laughs> I was just Plankton yelling the entire time. I vaguely remember that episode. The uh. Bubble Ball episode? Was that the same episode? Yeah, it's when they were, uh, Spongebob was trying to get everybody to get their shit together after Squidward gave up and left. No, that wasn't the same episode. It is, because it's my favorite Spongebob episode. Why? What? Or no, no, it's not, no, it's not. Squidward says it because Plankton says yes, and then he goes one, two, three, four, and then they blow the fucking windows out of the place that they're practicing. So it was right before Squidward left. And Spongebob took over and fixed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No, I don't believe you. I'm just This didn't you. happen this way. I'm not that old. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. What are they selling? Chocolate. That reminds me of the fucking... So, somebody messaged me this morning. Uh, and it was an Instagram request message. And for some reason, they had misread the photo prompt that I had put up and said uh, that they thought that it was something about creating a Golden Girls OC. And after some discussion this morning, I think that needs to be a thing that happens. You do that for, like, April Fool's? No, that can't... You can't disrespect the Golden Girls by doing it as an April Fool's thing. That should be done on, like... Like Golden Girls Day. I still I still know what I want to do for April Fools, but I have to put it together for either OnlyFans or Twitter or whatever the case might be. But it's it's what I wanted to do last year with the oh, vegetable. Oh, oh, yeah, that was stupid. With the vegetable, that's all you leave it as is with the vegetable. I have an OnlyFans. It's pretty ambiguous. What? <laughs> ugh, ugh. It is not. As bad as it sounds, so it's fine. Hi, welcome to the <laughs> podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Autumn Ivy. Uh, twin skeletons. Skeletons twin pretty much everywhere. Yeah, one of the two. Backwards or forwards. Uh, this is our first episode of actually, you know, trying this out. Um, initially when it was uh, announced, it was kind of just one of those things of like, all right, you know, how, how are we going to present this? What... Um, you know, what do we want to do for it? And, uh, I mean, the biggest thing was, I swear to God, if you touch my coffee. I want a sip of coffee. Uh, uh, ow! a sip of coffee. Um, we kind of went on on a limb on what we wanted to, to talk about and cover, which the biggest thing about our lives is that we do so much that it's hard to say that we can pick any one topic to talk about. So instead, we're just going to talk about a little bit of everything, I guess. 
um, and just cover topics per episode, you know, take take questions and requests from you guys. Like, what, what was that column growing up that everybody used to make fun of? The, little... the Ask Auntie, Auntie M. No, wait, that was... Are you talking about the newspaper one or the strange little old lady that gave sex advice? Yo, I went to Wizard of Oz. What? What? <laughs> no, 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 okay, like, what? listen, my brain. Annie M was the name... Oh my god, was it Wizard of Oz? Was that Annie M? Holy shit, I'm having... Oh, no, uh, I don't remember. Annie M. Aunt Annie M. I think Aunt Spider-Man? No, that's Aunt May. No, that's Aunt May. Annie M. Fuck. Oh god, I... My coffee's cold. Anyway, we wanted to do this um, initially just kind of for fun. Uh, because it had been requested a lot and you guys had a lot of things that you wanted to hear us talk about, which why you'd want to hear that. I mean, all right, I'm down. It's just going to be a bunch of bullshit, but it's fun bullshit. Mainly, yeah. Uh, so I guess the easiest place for us to start is just kind of talking about our day-to-day and what it's like here. I feel like that was the most requested. Yeah. What is it like to do what we do plus running a ranch on the side basically and all of the animals and everything yeah that was a big one and just talking about um you know especially daily motivation which my my ideal goal poppy says good morning yeah you can hear our our rooster (laughs) um my goal with this was to also every couple of days posts up you know three to five minute long affirmation and motivation kind of style stuff and I mean the biggest thing is is people immediately hear that and they they kind of balk at it like okay but why am I gonna sit here and listen to you talk about how you say you do something like I will make this pie today I think I just want pie but the point stands um oh pie does sound good I can do that for you later some pie I can't well, I mean, you I can't. can't. I can't. I can't have the pie. If you have to shoot this weekend, today would be the day to have the pie. I was going to do it today. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. I can't have it, but I was going to do it today. But I can't have it. Okay, honey. <laughs> so, uh, I, I will be trying to post motivations periodically as well that are about three to five minutes. My biggest thing with it is that I know a lot of people struggle to hear things like that and be like, okay, but I don't really believe them. Um, so I would, this is not like your typical, I picked up a self-help book and I'm, I'm using it to motivate kind of shit. Like it's, it's going to be real. And there's going to be some days where the motivation may not be so much about the motivation and it's more about the truth. Um, sometimes the truth kicks you in the ass, man, but, but it's needed and it's a healthy, you know, a healthy acknowledgement of kind of sometimes we mess up and we just have to pick up from there. So um, I'm looking forward to doing those for you guys, especially because there's only so much uh, stuff that you can, so much motivation you can fit in 59 seconds. Um. Hello? All I thought about was Virgil in 59 seconds. Look, he's not trying to be like his brother. He's a little bit better than that. Uh, this podcast is also preferred for 18 plus, obviously, uh, this, this is not, there will be, there will be cussing, uh, I, it's pretty fucking obvious if you know me, uh, there will be 
content that will be discussed um, in an informative nature that could potentially be sexual, but of course we will have warnings ahead of time of any of those episodes so that you guys kind of know what you're getting into. Um, don't be surprised if you if you hear lewd talk um, in regards to, you know, uh, yeah. Hey, um, how long does Dante go in bed for? Is this leading up to a joke? Yes. Hmm. How long? However long is left on the pizza. Oh, yo, no, but same <laughs> though. He's right. You're welcome. That's terrible. I hate you. I'm funny. Watch some. That that'll be a comic a week from now. Yeah, it's gonna be a meme as soon as we fucking post this. Somebody's Perfect. gonna make it into a comic. Looking at you, incognoodle. Um. But yeah, there will be some some suggestive themes that are discussed. A lot of it more educational than anything else. So obviously this isn't like, you know, a, a dirty podcast. Although maybe we'll have an after our, uh, after dark hour where we, you know, um, critique like professional films of that variety. I've always wanted to do that. I'm down. I miss I miss the uh, the panels at cons. I miss cons. I want to be where the people are. You say uh, that now, but, but then like a year from now, after we got tired of them, we'd be like, oh. yeah. But right now, I miss them. I but know. I miss I miss the panels that like you and Yuki would run, yeah. where it was just reviewing garbage hentai. Those were the days. <sighs> just talking shit about them. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, I shouldn't say talking shit. Um, this is this was within a a humorous and like light-hearted kind of comedic deal. Like we used to run panels of like various games. Yuki was really really good about running panels for like the anime dating game and stuff like that. Like kind of your typical convention stuff, but um, any of the adult panels that we ran, um, were obviously run professionally. Everybody, you know, was taken care of and carded according to convention standards and so on. But that aside, um, those were fun because we would find just random stuff and like find the name of it. Of course, everybody got credited accordingly, but like when we would find it, we would talk about what was happening in the scene and like pause it periodically or just strategically. Uh, there was one night, if I remember correctly, they ad-libbed what was going on in the scene, so we muted Ugh. it and just let them ad-lib what was happening. Fantastic. I think it was, what, it was like a zombie one that we had found, and everybody was super confused. Oh, I don't remember. God, this was so long ago. It, it feels like it was so long ago, but realistically, the year before last, we went to one of those. It's just the panini, it, the panini the panini makes things feel like the, it's nine times the longer Patricia, than it's actually been. The Pangea, the Pangolin, the Panorama, the Palindrome, the Panda Express. I like that one. Let's stay with that one. Man, there's what's a that, Panda what's Express that outside. What's that bread? Panera. The Panera. Yeah. The Panera bread. Yes. I'm just. I'm hungry. Moving on. <laughs> like I wish you hadn't have done that. Bread sounds amazing. I have As to... you're like scratching, you're like, yeah, that bread sounds good. To me. Oh, yeah. When you're on a diet, bread good. sounds good, man. That bread's gonna be so good right now. I, uh, I just really am into the bread. <clears throat> so our our day today was Yee there more to that? Like <laughs> you just kind of stopped and <laughs> yeehaw, yeehaw ranch life. Um. 
What would you say is your favorite thing that we do on a daily basis in regards to taking care of our ranch? If you could pick a favorite. Sometimes I like to go outside and take a look at the stars, you know, and really think about just how small we really are. I like petting the horses. What kind of fucking question is that? Like... <laughs> Actually, the stars are really pretty, too. I, I gotta admit, like, live, bullshit aside. We live out, like, in the desert desert, like, yeah. from dusk till dawn kind of open desert. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I I had never realized that I had not actually seen true night sky in my entire life until mm -hmm. we moved out here. Because I grew up in, like, the Kentuckiana area, which, if you don't know what that is, that means I was born in Louisville, Kentucky, and raised pretty much right there on the border between Indiana and Kentucky. Um, but raised by a bunch of city lights and everything. And then I moved out to Tucson, which is yet another big city with a bunch of lights. And I just thought the sky always looked like that Blech. until we moved out to where we are currently, which is not far from like Tombstone, Arizona, if you know where that is, like Yeehaw Tombstone. It's we like live... dumping marshmallows in a bathtub. Yes. We live a ways away from that. But we went outside the first night that we moved here and I looked up and I'm like, excuse me? I had no idea that the sky actually looked that way in real life. Like, you see it in science books or online or something and you think it's just a bunch of bullshit. Nope. So that was my experience. As, as, much, <clears throat> as much shit as the desert gets for being just miserable in the summertime. Because it can but be. But like... Well, no, but every every place in the world has their, their pros and cons. Like, period, end of story. And I, I think the debate of, like, well, you guys don't know what it's like out here in the e in the southeast where, you know, it gets hot and muggy and we just, we're breathing in air, bad air conditioning. And then there's, like, us out here in the southwest and we're like, yeah, well, we can fry steak on our, on our, that their concrete. That's so not even a joke. It really is not a joke. It's actually perfectly cooked steak. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, cookies, uh, cookie, car cookies are pretty great. Yeah. Anyway, what, 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 uh, taking care of ranch, petting horses. No, no, nope. I was going somewhere. Oh, it's gone. I now. was going for the hall. Like it was a long haul situation. There's a hole there. It's gone now. <laughs> I want to tattoo that above my butthole, and that's that's it. That's the truth. That <laughs> that's the thing nobody knows about me. Is what's going to be pulled, clipped, and turned into a meme. You did it to yourself. You eat those repercussions. <laughs> but how would it be gone now? That's the thing. Cement. Oh, God. Why is this complicated? What? This is not a true crime podcast. Not yet. <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Some poor, some poor person is going to be sitting at, at their job, like on Monday, listening to this very first episode, just being like, Oh, Ottoman Twin released a new podcast. Let's see what... Are you fucking kidding? The SVU scene, or SVU theme plays. Dun, dun, dun! Immediately followed by Law and Order. Oh, the stars. Yeah, the stars. Stars are great. I love the stars. <laughs> I promise we're adults. Um, did you guys structure this podcast at all? Did no. you Did you think in advance? Mm -mm. <laughs> we thought. We thought a lot of things. We just... We didn't... Um... Yeehaw! <laughs> this is the Yeehaw podcast. <laughs> 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I um, I think that that is what's interesting about moving away from from a lot of really active, well-lit kind of city life situations is, you know, um, people who grow up in the environments where the clouds are a little bit muggy and there's just kind of stuff going on um and they don't really get to see the true sky um but then you go out and you know some people go camping or whatever in our case i've i've always liked living you know out away um i'm not i'm not a person who thrives on sitting next to my neighbors and being like 10 feet away from another house like something about that just like it 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 makes my brain explode thinking about it um so I like to live out and away, and one of the benefits of that is the the skies are absolutely beautiful the further away you get from town. That's true. Yeah, that's that good, good. Yep. Anyway. But as for ranch life, uh, I think, especially since the summer is coming, because, like, you're right, we don't have mugginess like Midwesterns do. But we have 125 degree weather come July. Oh, and, yeah. uh, it, it definitely makes it like the fucking Hunger Games when we go outside to take care of everybody and do everything. But that doesn't make it any less rewarding. Like, I think if I had to say one thing about our Spooky Acres ranch that we have, it would be that taking care of, you know the five horses and the 511 dogs and all the chickens and the turkeys and everything is that it's, it's rewarding. Like it is a lot of work, you know, you bust ass every single day to make sure that everybody's happy and taken care of. But I don't think there's anything else I'd rather be doing, you know? No. Um, I get, I think the thing that we get a lot of the time is people don't, um, people don't recognize how much time in your day is spent filled um when it's you, mostly the horses well not that there's any problem with that either no. it's it's choosing to take on those responsibilities and giving enough of a fuck about them to like to thrive with it you know what i mean um and sometimes having stuff to do can help you know especially when it comes to taking care of a of another animal um i guess to kind of throw in a motivation aspect for this episode today is you know, um, there's a lot of, like, equine therapy locations, or if you're not a horse person, you know, um, even something so simple as, like, your animal shelter, spending time with the dogs. Like, there's something about being able to spend time with an animal that you know consciously isn't isn't going to judge you, unless they're cats, but they're not going to judge you. 
Um, you know, and they, they just, they expect the same thing that you would give in return, you know? Right. People want to talk about, like, dogs being god-tier level loyal. Like, they love unconditionally. Most of the time. Uh, unless they're, you know, Roxy and then she just... Wants peanut butter. And judgment. Oh, they're not oh, in here. Oh, they're not even in here. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, a certain style of, like calm i think that comes with staying busy and knowing that you're achieving something and doing such um i mean i can attest to that and that it's true a little more serious of a topic i guess and it, it does relate to this but like first of all before i before we moved out here i had never really had experience with any big animals other than reptiles because I, I do keep big constrictors but it had mostly just been dogs and the occasional cat um, but I did for a very long time have a very nasty problem with not only mental health but substance abuse um, and I noticed that as I got with Autumn and we, we moved out here like not only has she helped me immensely but being able to sink that time into the animals being able to like emotionally attach to them to come out and see them not only has it done wonders for mental health but it's done wonders to make sure that i don't head back in the wrong direction so like not only can it be emotionally therapeutic um animals have been proven to help with things like relapse things like um physical rehabilitation so it's there's just so many benefits to it that people i think don't see hi poppy that people don't see right off the bat. They just look at it and they're like, oh, you just have a shit ton it's of animals. It's farm living. Like, yeah, it is, but it's, you know what I mean? There's obviously we get more out of it. Otherwise, we wouldn't just be taking care of all of these animals for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, they're family. We don't have kids. This is literally our, these are our kids. <laughs> Somebody gives you $2 million to run a ranch. You now owe them one million dollars. That's it. That's the T. Not wrong. Um, in all seriousness, though, it takes energy. It takes effort. It takes, you know, it, it does take money to maintain and make sure everybody's taken care of and has everything that they need. Um, but it's worthwhile, and that's one of the biggest things. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest enemies with anxiety in particular um and one thing that they'll teach you in therapy is like the the five senses to to reground you concept um but i think what's nice about it is keeping your hands busy can do all of those things without you consciously recognizing that you're doing them it's just getting to that point i think is the is the hard part and being able to be here and and live this life and do these things um you know, you, you just start doing them. Like, you don't think about what you're doing. And some would say, like, okay, but that's that's procedural. You're in a process. You're following the steps. And it's like, no. Because when you walk outside, you know, and you look around and you see how bright the sky looks and the horses looking at you and, you know, the color of the turkey's feathers and the, the way that the brick is shifting when you walk on it or whatever the case may be, then from there, you know, you can smell the hay. You can smell the animals. Um, you know, the heat in the air or, or whatever the case may be. Um, Start grounding yourself. You are literally grounding yourself in those moments without even realizing, I think, sometimes that you're doing it. And if you if you don't realize, like, you could, you could walk outside and not even realize that you're having a fucking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
there was a day, probably about three weeks ago, that I was having a PTSD moment and I didn't even realize it. I was just super upset and anxious and really angry and like I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I walked outside and there's Big Man, the man himself. The man himself. Christmas is wandering around in the yard and I'm like doing something, getting Go ahead. dog food out of the bin. Okay, honey. Okay, great. And uh, this bird turns around and comes over just parks it right next to me on the bench, sits there and looks at me like, you good? Uh, the horses will do it too. They all very easily notice if something is going on or if you're not feeling well. So like, not only is it you consciously doing things, but they also serve as like your own warning bell system. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the thing is like, that's so service animals, you know, that's, right. that's their job. That's what they're concept. trained to do. Um, you know, successfully is they, people, people ensure their training and their safety. And, and, you know, if you do have, uh, an anxiety point where you shut down or anything else for that matter, you know, both physical or any other mental malady in that kind of realm, um, they, they're taught to, to recognize that. And some, some animals immediately do it naturally. They are very intuitive with that horses that's one of the biggest things with horses because horses are a prey animal a herd animal and they are kind of a mirror animal so they're going to mirror body language and and reactions and emotions towards something the same way you know that the rest of their herd is going to that's how they pick things up and learn um you know and when when a horse sees you um and a lot of people are gonna you know kind of laugh about it be like okay says the horse girl but like in all seriousness um a horse can can look at you in a situation when you are interacting with them and pick apart like oh well you know their 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 eye ears are down <laughs> like <laughs> they can they can pick up the same emotional cues off of you that you can pick up off of them mm-hmm. horses from a science perspective have something called i think mirror neurons is what Catherine said they're called i think so um and that means that they try to <coughs> They pick up on not only everything you do, but they try to copy things that you do. Mm-hmm. So in trying to copy things, they can pick up on what's going on. For example, if I'm in the round pen and I start walking in a circle around the edge of the round pen, my horse will start following me and doing the exact same thing. Which is also part of the herd mentality. Right. So if you're in a situation where you're not good, they look so closely from like a genetic level, like what they are, what's in their breed and animal mindset to do that they can see that on you. They can see that you're not okay. So there's some animals that are realistically predispositioned to be a service animal without ever being trained. And horses are kind of like that. Not all horses are the same. Not all horses give a shit. But if you have the relationship with that horse, if you have built that foundation with the horse, that will happen. Um, I should also clarify, because I know that there's going to be some people who who have their own service animals, like, mm-hmm. certified, you know, in the book, 100%, like, trained in everything. Well, that's not the same. We're not saying that. We're not saying that, you know, that they're parallel in that regard, because certification is important. Training is absolutely important, especially in the instance of a service dog. Um, what we're saying is that there can be <clears throat> an emotional connectivity 
um, to being able to do these things that w that is similar to the response that you could get from a service animals that you know that recognizes those things. These animals in this case are just like oh. Oh, well, I know my mom well enough to know that it looks like she's having a bad day. And then they're going to come up and they're going to try to comfort and do whatever it is that they do. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anything in comparison to like, let's, let's take my, my 16 hand horse to the, to the grocery store. Like, no, no, I'm just saying, I, I think it's a grounding measure that we can see, um, you know, in both situations. So just, we're not comparing, I promise we're good. Did you want to talk about some of the horses? Like your child that chews through lead ropes? Some of you, some of you have seen uh, Balder. Little turd. Balder is going to be two years old, I think June 24th. Mm. Um, Balder is a shit show. Which is fine. He lives his best life. Um, but, you know, if the name Loki had not been taken, I think that would have been a much more fitting name, both because of the horse joke and otherwise. But the point stands <laughs> that, um, no disrespect, just the truth. That, that is the, the mythology. Um, he, he, he learned how to open the gate with a latch that sits inside of another latch. He learned how to open it. Uh, he also learned that if he chews on his lead rope long enough, right where the connection piece is to the metal, that it will unravel. So he's great. He's, he's, I am looking forward to the next, however, 30 to 40 years of my life with this horse. Dear Especially God. because he's uh, a stallion. Well, he, he is un, uncut, uh, uncut yearling, so... He will not likely be gelded. It just depends on the situation. And I hear horse people in the background screaming at me already. Please don't. But here's, um, here's the thing. First of all, uh, respectfully, you manage your horses how you like. We'll manage ours how we like. But the thing is, is not only is this a situation where a ton of research, um, individual and personal practice, we've talked to our, uh, you know, our trainers that we work vets. with, vets. Um, there are some horses that, yeah, they absolutely should be cut. Geld them. Please, Get, like, God. Please. Balder is not that way. Balder is very, very, very mellow. Um, for a horse, he's highly intelligent. If this were a horse that were showing some sort of dangerous behavior that indicated he needed to be gelded, then that would be on the table. And it's not off the table for the future. I would also... Well, no, it's not off the table. And there there could come a time, and that was what I was going to add on, is, like, maybe he's mellow right now, but when he turns, you know, four and those hormones start kicking him in the ass, he could turn into a complete asshole. Like, I can't judge that right now. But what I do know is currently I'm just going to let him let him grow and live his life and do his thing and see how his training works out and... You know, keep conversations open with with the vets and and with um, you know our friend who's a trainer as well, and just kind of see how things turn out. Um, right now, though, I respect his intelligence <laughs> more than anything else because he he knows that I am I am the head horse in charge. So like he's getting to the point of baby mind where he like he'll wait and he'll be like, okay, but can I get away with this? Pushing buttons. Like no, Balder, you can't get away with that. Are you, are you sure? Are you sure? No. Can't. But mom mom we got mom <laughs> mom fine um yeah he's gonna be a shithead 
He's in he's in the round pen with Queso. Queso is um Queso's my old man. When we bought Queso, uh my wife bought him <laughs> without telling me. Uh we were at auction and I had walked away to use the bathroom and I came back and I heard the guy say sold for 500 and I looked and my wife is sitting there with her sign in the air and I'm like okay listen hold on I walked in look it was the end of the the auction there was three last horses that they had pulled in like technically everybody was leaving it was over but they pulled these three horses in at the at like the ass end and queso was one of the last ones and like this person who brought these three horses, there was a younger horse who very clearly was, like, early broke. They were a little bit sway back, but fine. There was another horse that... I don't know. I don't know. But they didn't look in bad condition. They just definitely needed some love. And then there was Queso. Now, Queso ambled in, not only, like, wibble-wobbling, because his hocks are literally... That, that's the back part of the leg. So, um, the back parts of his legs were so scarred from where they had been overused and not managed appropriately that he, like, it's nothing but scar tissue. There's nothing left. Um, and we did have him x-rayed for verification, and the, the vet laughed and was like, oh, well, that, there's your problem. Like, well, we knew that. But we bought him, I say we bought him, the, the day that I bought him, uh, he ambled in, and I looked at this horse, he was underfed, you know, he, he didn't have any weight on him. They claimed he was 20, by the way. So let I me preface. was 18. Was it that? It was 18. It was either way. It was like late teens, early 20s. Like, this is the difference of this horse. They claimed he was, he was much, much younger. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. So I'm standing there and I'm, I'm realizing that nobody is going to bid on this horse. There's like five people left. A handful of old cowboys and like just some, some people looking for like high-end horses and I'm looking between the people left, and I'm like, this horse will go back in the trailer and go to a feed barn. And I don't if mean he's that. Lucky. No, 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 no. I don't mean feed barn in the sense no. of like, you know, like, oh, hey, you're, they're, they're going to go graze for the rest of their life. I mean, like, the thing we don't talk about where people make jokes about turning a horse into glue, and it's only sometimes funny. It's called a kill pen. Uh, he absolutely would have, that would have been his next stop. So I looked at this horse, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Nobody bids. They start to shut down the bid. And I look up and they drop the price to like 500 bucks. And I'm like, this isn't smart. And I, I bought him. So I come back and I, I see that she bought him. And I look at this horse and like this horse, he needed Jesus. Um, like she said, underfed, kind of just... Just not an overall good condition he, at he all. He was an old horse that yeah. just hasn't been used, underfed. So we bought him home. Uh, because I needed an old, broke-ass horse to learn on, because Queso was my to, first horse. To, to teach the initial, like, here's how you lead, here's how you take care of them, just, like, really base-level stuff so that, you know, um, Ellis could kind of work on it from there. A because, horse that was forgiving enough to put up with me being new. Yeah, and being nervous. Yes. And he was, he was, he has done his job wonderfully. So... We bring him home, we start taking care of him, you know, we get his feet done because his hooves hadn't been clipped in ages, mm -mm. and then we bring the dentist in, like, <laughs> maybe six months later, and the vet had said, hey, this horse is probably, like, 20 or 22, and we're like, we figured, because he definitely wasn't 18, but the vet came in, or, sorry, the dentist came in, and the dentist was doing his horse, and he said, um, 
how old did you uh damn, how old I did you talk. say this horse was doing his teeth and said how old did you say this horse was christ almighty i can't talk and uh we said oh like 22 and he laughed and he said this horse is old enough to have belonged to pancho villa and he put him at like almost 30 years old so this horse is older than i am mm -hmm. at this point um but you wouldn't know it no because once we got his teeth fixed his hooves done we put weight on him much much better condition now i don't ride him anymore because obviously his back legs are kind of screwed up and i have saxophone who i ride but queso um is excellent still and still works because we put him in the pens with the two babies one of which is balder and the other one is a rooster who's not even or maybe just barely coming up on one year old um she's coming up on one i think now but how i how i mean that he still works is that horses when you put them in that herd setting especially an older horse like queso with, with two younger, younger ones he teaches them manners teaches them how to behave teaches them you know to stay calm how in to paw situations. when they're ready to eat yeah the queso. only the only bad habit he's taught was for them to paw at the ground when they want to eat but he's such a good old horse um, you can tell he used to be a really, really good roping horse, but he's he's probably the horse with the most sense in the entire yard, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And he loves watermelon. He does. He does love watermelon. He does. Oh. You want to talk about Crazy Pants and his story? Boss? Yeah. Joe. Oh, Ugh. God. That name. So... There was an issue where I had bought, uh, I had made the unintelligent decision to buy a horse sight unseen. Now what that means is I had seen the listing for this horse, uh, spoke to the person who had this horse, thought that I knew enough to buy sight unseen, and then they brought me the horse. Now, this horse was so misrepresented, it wasn't even funny. It's to no fault of the horse. No, the, the, look, she, like, she did her best. It just, unfortunately, her and I, personality-wise, were a terrible match. On top of being just a bad match, as far as that was concerned, and, like, kind of our, where we were both at. Like, she needed a rider who, that she could just kind of carry and call it a day. I was, you know, kind of relearning everything and retouching bases with old roots from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't about that life. Uh, to top it off, she had some attitude issues and really, 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 really hated the trailer. Was not helpful for me. So after all that stuff occurred, uh, basically I spoke to the person previous, um, the, the previous owner that I had purchased from, and we discussed the situation and basically made a deal of like, hey, um, you know, well, I have this other person who's interested in her, bef you know, before you had purchased, so... They, they are be better set up for the situation with her, and they got along with this horse. Fine, whatever. So we take the horse back, and I wind up um, finding Voss. Now, Voss had just gotten to this lady's place, um, and she basically was telling me, like, um, he used to belong to a younger, a younger teen that was using him um, for barrel racing and, like, had seen, had sent me a couple of videos, and I'm like, oh, okay, um... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The, the writing portion, this girl seemed like she was not comfortable or confident with him. Like, she wasn't with him when you watched the videos of her writing. And I can't speak to somebody else and, and where they're at with their ability or, you know, maybe their relationship with Laura's. I, I can't. So I wouldn't speak ill in regards to it. But it was kind of obvious from my perspective that both the horse and the rider were uncomfortable. Not a good match. No. So I wind up basically saying, like, all right, you know, um, I I think I would rather be in this position to partner up with this horse because there was something about him like he just he had like that sitting sitting on the porch in like your underwear as an old man with a coffee and a cigarette and just like but like that was that was so not his personality it turned out to be um because after he got out of the actual um the the stable and you know we had we had kind of watched him watched him run and and um be active and we got our opportunity to ride the horse like he was a completely different horse so he comes outside and he's got like helicopter tail which a a lot of you are going to be like what's that so helicopter tail can be a couple of things it can either be a really bad sign so they're hurting there's an issue somewhere they're, they're irritated. There's a high level of irritation. To clarify, they're literally moving their tail so much. It's... Like, waff, 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 yeah. waff. Um, and on the other hand, you know, it, it could literally just be, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Um, this horse had been in a position where it was almost like he'd kind of been held back, and all he wanted to do was go. His name is Voss, V-A-A-S, because of Voss Montenegro from Far Cry. So the reason we named him Voss uh, is because of the definition of insanity quote, and he is a finished barrel horse. Barrel racing uh, is literally turning cans in the exact same pattern consistently over, over, and, and, over. and over. So after he, like, we, we kind of saw he had this little, like, crazy eye thing going on where he was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? We gonna go? We gonna go? We good? We gonna go? Yeah, we go? Now? Go? What? Hmm? Uh, so we renamed him Voss after we brought him home. My relationship with Voss has been very interesting because working, you know, being able to work with a trainer has been really nice. And we kind of set up a position of like, I guess, learning each other. You know, he, he knew his job. Voss knew his job, but athletically they had not put enough, um, enough time. So I guess to compare it, it's like, imagine trying to sling up 300 pounds, um, you know, in a squat and not having worked out for six months, you know, like you, you haven't touched a weight at all, done nothing. And you're trying to throw up 300 pounds. Like when your max at the time that you could lift was only 150. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it's not connecting. It's too much. So in his case, he could do the job. Like he knew he, he could do it. 
But body-wise, he was not at the level that he needed to be to be successful in doing it. So what wound up happening is we started to realize, you know, just how much work he needed and, and you know, how much love that he, he really needed to have to get him back to where he was. We also found out that he had what is called white line in one of his hooves, which can cause them to go lame for life. Like, no, no take backsies. So we started correcting that, started taking care of him. I would like to announce that as of the last farrier, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, the white line is virtually gone. So there's there's pretty much nothing left. It's just shedding out the last little bit. So we took care of that. Yay. He's doing much better. Um, but yeah, he's. you start to realize a lot of your own faults. And I don't mean that like in the in the negative, like, oh, you you messed this thing up. Like you start to recognize the things that you berate yourself for uh, when you're working with a horse that somehow managed to be a mirror to the things that you deal with. And I guess to explain what that means is, um, you know, we we had one of our our first couple of lessons, the first few times we were getting to know each other. And what we started to realize, is that if, like, Voss would question his own motion, you know, is and not, like, in a spooky kind of way, but, like, he would still do the action, but you could literally see his body language and his facial expression drop and be like, oh, God, am I going to get in trouble because I did this thing? What if I did this thing wrong? And I know that that sounds like, like, again, okay, horse girl, but, like, please understand, you know, Ellis has not been around horses as as long as I had been, um, you know, and even afterwards they came up to me and made comment about like, like what, what happened? And we discussed it. Because um, I could see it. Because after he did not get berated and after he did not get in trouble and it was something so simple as like a pat on the neck and like, all right, we're going to, we're going to try it again. And we did it again. And he did it a second time. And I'm like, that's okay, man. Like, we'll get it this third time. And we did it again, slowed it up a little bit, and he did it correctly. And when he realized that he was not getting into trouble for, for not knowing the answer that nobody had bothered to teach him correctly, we started to pick that relationship up and, and grow. Um, and, you know, since since we initially got him, like, it's been a building experience. So... It's a positive thing all around, and he's taught me a lot about the way that I treat myself, too, which has definitely been interesting. We can go more into that later. Well, to touch on it very quickly, remember how we mentioned that they have mirror neurons and they, they copy you? Uh, that's that's very, very serious. And I, I will touch quickly on it with my horse, Saxophone. Um, <laughs> saxophone we got in a normal circumstance. We got her from a lady who fed her a little too many treats so when she got to me she was built like a baked bean but she's, cutie. she's slimmed down and she's she's gotten more fit Healthy. since then mm -hmm. but obviously i just came out as transgender like a week or two ago so for the past couple of months i've done nothing but struggle with myself and with gender um with you know mental health before announcing it by the way like right. this has been ongoing for quite some time now and it's been hard for them to discuss right um but my horse i think picked up on it and I'm, i know it sounds insane but not only when she first got here totally fine acted normal whatever uh, then she would have some days where she would act like she was in season, but she wasn't. 
uh, in season being in heat. Big and whole then, energy. Uh, the, the very next day, she decided that she was going to exhibit stallion behavior. Oh, yeah. And rear and get bitchy she, with other horses. She tried to knock the shit out of Voss one day and not like in a mare way. Like there's there's a difference. There is like a feminine and masculine energy difference. Mm-hmm. But like she was about to just knock the fuck out of this horse and it, it the thing is is like Voss doesn't know because Voss has been a gelding for a very long time. So he like is like watching her do all this like insane shit and like what are you screaming doing? at him and not like teeth gnashing. Like screaming like literally stallion screaming for for him to get out of her space and i'm like uh. so this is this is going on for a couple of months and like the trainer and i are talking about it and we're working through it and then when i finally realized what was going on with myself not necessarily when i came out cuz i had realized what was going on with myself before i had the courage to come out but i had the realization of what was happening with me internally with gender And I shit you not, we were at the arena and this horse turns to me and she walks over and it's like we had the conversation of, all right, you're welcome. And she's been fine ever since. She hasn't done it anymore. Nope. She's gotten her shit together. There's not been any kind of strange behavior, no turmoil, no emotional conflict. So horses, no. And even if you take the gender stuff out of it, if I am having a day where I'm lazy and I don't want to ride... She knows, and she becomes lazy, and she acts like she doesn't want to ride. If I am having a day where I am upset or a little bit anxious, she knows. She is then upset and a little bit anxious. Mm -hmm. So you can't lie to yourself about shit around horses, and it's, it's the truth. Because you can tell yourself one thing. They don't understand that concept. They tell you the truth about yourself, and it's very fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm, I mean, again, I'm sure that there's tons of other animals that exhibit similar behavior, um, you know, with the way that they, the way that they manage things or the relationship that you may have with them. It's not just strictly horses. That's just kind of the, the realm in which we live, you know, um, I think. I think being able to have these experiences, though, and and see things from various positions um, has definitely been enlightening over the time period that we, you know, we've lived out here and and kind of done this stuff, taking in, you know, the the rescues that we have and making sure everybody is is well-loved and and handled, you know? Yeah. What'd it do? Oh, I was just making sure that they were still being reasonable out back. Probably throwing a party. (sighs) Bring the kegger! Lisey tried to barrel through the door. That's not surprising. So let's see. We talked about ranch life. We talked about horses. We Keep vac- in mind, we don't have to fit everything. Like, there's so much shit that we can talk about, it's not even funny. Oh, yeah. We can um, go on forever. So, like, there's ample episodes ahead for various things. We are happy to discuss pretty much anything um, openly, as long as it is, of course, kept respectful. Um... You know, otherwise, if you guys want to submit things to us to discuss, uh, I will say I have to I have to say it this way. But um, with the visual aspect, I'll probably release a few episodes um, on YouTube so that you guys can watch them kind of as a as a VOD situation. Um, Obviously, this will be a podcast, but I'm also including videos of us sitting here bullshitting pretty much and me drinking coffee. Yeah. Patreon will get uh, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff 
um, any bloopers or anything like that that we eventually opt to keep in the future, um, just because they are what is going to inherently pay for the equipment and, and you know, keep everything managed. Um, I'm pushing really, really hard to, you know, kind of re reinvigorate a lot of the creativity that I felt like I've, I've lacked, uh, you know, lapsed on lately. I haven't been very kind to myself and that is something that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's part of, I think what's cool about being able to have these discussions. Um, again, we're going to work on using the daily motivations every couple of days, three to five minutes, maybe a little more, they might run long sometimes, but I'm hoping to move all of this stuff to, you know, various outlets like iTunes or Spotify or so on so that you can access them, you know, whenever. Um, I'm happy to talk about fitness. We're happy to talk about, you know, spooky stuff. Yeah. Occult stuff, horror, cosplay. Probably have a few, uh, bad horror movie episodes. I love talking about bad horror movies. You have no idea. It's great. Um, I think your definition of bad horror is different. From it is my not three headed shark attack. It No, but six headed shark attack. Please God. <laughs> Why? Why? Who, who sat down and was like, you know what we're missing? I don't know, Machete, obviously, because he's in, like, two of them, I think. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah, but no, but, like, that's his whole ass. It's just him. He's the movie. Yeah, that's why I watched it and how I found the series. <sighs> Ellis has a thing for bad shark movies. I really do. Like? Avalanche Sharks is one of my favorites. Oh, my God. Ghost why? Sharks. Whale Wolf versus Piranaconda. Or no, it was Werewolf versus Sharktopus. Yeah. I watch a lot of shit films, but man, I don't... You made me watch Thanksgiving. Don't go there. Whoa! Whoa! Thanksgiving is a holiday classic, and it deserves to be revered in the same vein as Rubber. Okay, honey. That monologue in Rubber is the fucking shit, okay? You know, I still haven't seen Rubber. You know, what's funny about that is uh, a lot of people haven't, but they definitely know about that one movie with the killer tire. Oh, that's where I'm at. Oh, good. Well, we just need to sit down and watch it. There's So there's a monologue at the beginning of Rubber. Uh, maybe I'll recite it one of these episodes. We'll see. Maybe we could do like a watch party with fans. Like, isn't there an app where you can do that? Like you send out the code or something? I don't know. We could look into it. Maybe. Yeah. I imagine if anybody would know, Mr. Creepypasta would probably know. I think he's done it before. Yeah. They were talking about watching the Minions last night. And that's that's all that's all Matt was talking about is Minions. I don't care about Minions, but Gru is one of my favorite characters ever. I love him. I don't understand the fascination with Gru, but, you know, whatever. Get it, I guess. Gorals! What? <laughs> Gorals! Gru's accent. It's terrible. But it's Steve Carell, so, like, it's gonna be terrible. Are you saying that Steve Carell's terrible or that Steve Carell's so brilliant? So brilliant that, that it's, it's terrible. That it's terrible. I can't... This is the man behind Michael Scott. That's what I was about to say. Like, all I can see is Michael Scott. Like, it's or, not Steve or, Carell. Uh, it's Michael Scott. Brick from Anchorman. <laughs> I love Lamp. I think that puts us heading towards the end of the podcast, does it not? More or less, yeah. So, ideally, what I'd like to do is run these between 45 minutes and an hour for everybody. Yeah. Um, just kind of give you something to do for a little bit. Um, 
we we will revisit kind of topics as they come come and go. This was kind of just an introductory of like some of the the bullshit that you may hear in the weird whatever this has become at this point. Um, again, if you if you guys would like to assist in supporting us, um, we do have OF accessibility. Uh, that that is that is oats and flan. Uh, for those of you that wondering what that stands for. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's oats. It rhymes with, uh, lonely goats. hands. Hoats. Mo moats. Oh. Anyway, so we have that. We both have one of those. Uh, so if you look for spicier stuff, that's the place to go. If you guys want to just generally support us, uh, the Patreon is set up as well. Um, all of my links are available under linktr.ee uh, slash xxautomivxx. Um, basically, anything that we earn from any of the endeavors that we delve into, uh, pretty much 90% goes to the animals and 10% goes back to us and into the house and maintaining. Um, ideally, we would, uh, I would like to get into a position where I can, you know, create things for you guys and not have... Uh, you know, a lot of the stress that I do and freedom of creativity of being able to say, you know, I'm doing the podcast today or, you know, I'm going to I'm going to draw a bunch of sketches today or so on and so forth. This is definitely I'm definitely realizing is important for me, um, especially because in the ADHD world, it's follow the dopamine. <laughs> so that's become that's become a thing recently. Uh, so I am trying to follow the dopamine, but also understand that. Um, my anxiety will put me in a, but what if stage every five minutes. So we're going to do this together is what I'm saying. I might it's write a, joint, a book tomorrow. I don't fucking know. It, I could, I could record a fucking entire album. Yodeling. It's going to be yodeling. I'm going to yodel. Please don't. I'm going to yodel and that. I'm going to yodel the synopsis of the book that I wrote at 2 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. In here, I was hoping that you would yodel the script to the B movie. Holy shit! I'm telling. Or Shrek. I'm telling Spike. Yeah. Uh, could I yodel? Smash Mouth. Probably. No. Oh, tone. Oh, oh, oh. That's hurting my brain. That's bit. I don't. I don't have big brain energy. That is. That is. That is some some aerodynamic smooth brain energy. Doing great. I feel like I failed us somehow in these moments. Like, the the ever-shining light of my future in the distance is gradually dimming because Day of those comments. Stray further from God. <laughs> Three things are going to happen, bud. I'm going to hit you, you're going to hit the ground, and the ambulance is going to hit 60, and I'll send you on a one-way ticket to God! Promise? So that's our podcast. Uh, again, I am Autumn Ivy. Uh, you can find me at linktr.ee slash xxautumnivyxx. Uh, and I am Twin Skeletons. You can find me primarily on Twitter at skeletons underscore twin. Uh, just about everywhere. Yep. But yeah. But yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in with us today. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Of course, we are more than happy to take questions we can have like a an Annie M discussion corner since I've forgotten who Annie M is. Oh my god! Uh, and I I'm gonna go drink some more coffee and you know pray to the breakfast gods. So uh, yeah.
This has been a, a podcast with Autumn Ivy and... Twin Skeletons. <sighs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> there will be that. That is... Oh, shit, I'm still recording. All right, I gotta go now. Yeah.